everyone. Uh, welcome to um, Talk About Life. We are here in YouTube and podcast. Talk About Life, and you can find us on Facebook and also Instagram. And uh, if you have any one of my listeners or my guests, you've got a topic, um, you've got a story to share. You can always write to Talk About Life seven 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 at gmail And without further ado, for the next thirty minutes. Um, we're gonna hear my new series 2021, my comeback story from Frenchier. Um, Frenchier, she's from the US. She's gonna tell us a, a bit about herself. But before that, for her listeners and for my listeners and the viewers, a little bit about Singapore. Uh, you know, today is the 30th of December. We are just two days away from 2021. What a, what an eventful year, Frenchier. Um, you know, yes. a year that has brought us together. Um, and I want I would like to welcome Frenchia to Singapore. Um, Singapore is a it's a tropical island, and and as I tell my guests, Singapore is nothing like um, crazy rich Asians, which the film is actually being filmed here. And um, uh, you know that's uh, Hollywood life. So you know, but it's a, but it's a but you know but the places are here. You know, it's a tropical island, um, wonderful. Um, a modern city-state, um, it's a tech capital, financial capital of the world. Um, a very safe place for families to travel, for honeymooners. Um, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful place. I think post-pandemic, people will be traveling. So um, without further ado, I have a virtual welcome to Frenchair. Frenchair, would you like yes. to say hi to everyone? Hello to everyone. Um, thank you so much for having me on your show, Vicky. Thank you. Tell us about yourself a little bit and where you come from, and then you can tell us about your story. And your story is going to be one of the earliest story for 2021. Hopefully, everyone can come back from this pandemic. Tell us, Frenchier. Yes, my name again is Frenchier Gardner, and I reign from Dallas, Texas. I'm born and raised here. And I am so grateful to be on your show again. And I am a serial entrepreneur, which means I have several different businesses. One of my businesses is BNS LLC, and you can follow us there on Facebook and Instagram. And that business um, uses cooperative economics or Ujamaa to sell and market other black businesses products, along with my own products. I design different t-shirt designs and I'm a painter, so I sell and along with other people's art, artwork. I also have a, pack, a podcast as well, and it's called A News You Can Use Podcast, and it streams on all the platforms where you listen to your favorite podcast. So tune in um, on, the, on the podcast. I promote Black businesses, or melanated businesses, Black and brown businesses, and um, we, I go on and I interview, just like you're doing and me, I interview business owners and uh, let them tell their story and talk about their business to get them some new business, new clients. Wonderful. And also, thank you. I also wrote a children's book, which is being edited right now to be put, um, I'll be publishing the paperback next year or this coming up year. Super excited about that. It's called Mommy and Daddy, Do You Still Love Me Anymore? Wow. Right now it's still, it's available on Amazon Kindle. And um, basically it is a uh, dedication to my four children, Joseph Jr., Frenchier II, Melchizedek, and Sarai, 
um, I bore them, but they are currently adopted by a different um, family. And so uh, I wanted to let them know that I still love them and still thought about them. And also it's a, it's a story for children who have been adopted or in foster care to let them know that, uh, thank you, to let them know that, uh, that uh, their biological them. parents, yeah, their biological you. parents still loves them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, today's uh, series is a new series about my comeback story. Um, thank you so much, uh, Francia, for um, being my guest today. Um, you're going to be one of the first string of international panel of guests uh, to open 2021. Um, awesome. for this series and you know my comeback story I think it's it's so apt for all of us in this time how are, you gonna, how are each of us going to come back from this pandemic after one whole year of lockdown and also going into the unknown of 2021 hopefully we all can come back including the governments and including all these um, situation you know so um, and also hopefully um, you know 2021 is going to be easier for the medical people um, they have been in the front line for one year and my heart goes out to them and let's salute all these medical doctors and nurses thank you so much for keeping us safe on um, any part of the world um, and keeping the community safe um, so Francia would you like to share a little bit about your story um, you know you wrote a uh, to me that um, it was a, a, a something that involved money. Tell us. Yes, Vicky. So I owned a multifamily property in St. Louis, Missouri a few years back. And so I had four apartments, two bedroom apartments in one building. And I was looking to sell it because I was actually last year, I, I started, I, I was headed to China to teach English. And so I decided I wanted to sell my building and um, you know, just get get rid of it, go ahead and sell it so that mm -hmm. I could not have that thought, you know, I have yeah. the kind of peace of mind and not think yeah. about the property yeah. that I have that I'm managing yeah. um, from overseas. And so I hired a contractor to do the work. I had I had several things that I wanted to accomplish before I sold the house. I wanted to fix up some apartments get some of them, put some new carpet in, had do some painting, um, fix up the lighting. I had a couple of bed bathrooms that I wanted to redo and, and remodel. And so I, I hired, I met a contractor on the streets actually. Mm -hmm. And um, he gave me his card and I called him. I let him know what I had, had planned. Yeah. And he was like, yes, sure. I can do that. I can do all of that and I can do it for a great price. So I, he was very excited about the project and so was I. So I, I um, he asked for money up front. And so um, I did give him the money. I gave him about half of what the contract was due up front. And Vicky, he never showed up afterwards. He showed up one time, he put in a hot water heater and that's, and he brought a few um, items that he bought for the projects, some paint, a little bit of tile, and that's it. I never saw him again. 
And I called and I texted and he kept giving me the runaround. He, he would say that he was coming to my house and he was sending somebody to do some work and he never did. Can, can you, um, without divulging too much, I would think that, you know, her, you um, trying to fix this, it is, a, to you, it's a significant sum of money because you wanted to refurbish it, to be ready for it to be out in the market for sale. And that money must have meant something to you. Tell us. It did. My Actually, I had literally worked really hard last, last spring to get two new tenants. Uh, for the apartment and um, this was the money that I gave him was their deposit they just given me they literally had just given me the money the day before literally the day before they'd given me their deposits and then I entrusted um, the money into this contractor's hands and he failed me okay and a few things I would like to ask you number one okay um uh, okay, I think contractors have got a reputation, right? Number one, they do. They do have a reputation. Number two, you know, sometimes we we are too trusting people. Now, when people kind of like being nice and uh, you know friendly, and they are excited about our project, and our guards are down, we just feel that we can trust them. Right. Tell us that communication that made you um, kind of like put your guard down. I think this is something that we all have to learn, especially we're talking about contractors. Uh, yeah, I think I think um, we should learn something. Tell us about how did how did this conversation go and that led to the money giving out. So he said that he could do everything that I wanted done. Right. And so that was that was pretty important to me. Well, that I didn't have to hire several different contractors to get this one job done. So I was like, okay, that's that's a, that's an incentive. He also expressed that he had several projects that he had going on right now. So that made me think that okay, this is a good business person. And he has experience. He knows he knows how to do what I'm asking for. Yeah. And so, but what was his manner? I think that's very important. It's the way you bring forth himself. How do, how do you feel? I felt very comfortable with him. That's he made yeah. me very comfortable. Yeah. He made he made me made me he made me trust him by yeah. like I said telling that he had experience and um, he just made me feel very comfortable that he could do this project that I had in mind. Yeah, and um, this is exactly what um, my other guest was telling me. Um, she was cheated of a, a large sum of money and then um, you know the, the person attempted the second time for a larger amount uh, and wait and, and kind of weaved a bigger story and then attempted the third time um, you know so so you know today I think we need all these stories for women and also for men for anyone I, I think that the the, the important thing is the factor is trust and letting your guards down. I mean, when you don't trust someone, doesn't mean that we are bad people, right? I mean, sometimes I, I, I understand you. I know where you're coming from. I've got jobs done by contractors and they will say, 
hey, without the money, I'm not able to buy the material. Now, um, Francher, if you meet someone like that again, because you still have your housing project, what would you say, uh, looking back, how will you deal with it? So looking back on it, uh, I learned that, um, first of all, you don't pay anybody up front. <laughs> you don't, and then you, you buy your own money, you buy your own materials. And that's what that I had to learn. You buy your own materials and all you're doing is paying for labor. And so for the future, <laughs> for the future, that's how I would work it, is buying my own materials first and not trusting anyone by handing them any, any money up front, let the job get done first and then, then pay them. Okay, and Frenchette, um, you know, you have been doing your business and you are an entrepreneur, you've got a different uh, enterprises and I'm sure you are, you have a good experience in negotiation. Now give us some tips about negotiation and not making yourself feel bad and uh, guilty by not giving in. I think a lot of us, a lot of women have this problem about, I think we should give in a little bit, um, you know, because sometimes our hearts are um, how should I say? We just felt that hey, we feel we feel for that we should give, right? How does a negotiation go that um, we should stand our ground, not give in, and yet feel that we don't feel guilty about it, and yet we can have the deal made? Tell us. I totally agree with you. I have learned now that I don't have to believe that everybody is a good person. I need for people to show me first what they are capable of. And so in negotiations, yes, you have to stand your ground. You have to know what you want. You want to know what, what it is that you're wanting to get out of the deal in the first place. And so making sure that you get what you want is most important if this is your deal. Do you have, I just want to ask you, do you have a problem about like feeling self-guilt when, um, you know, you want, you kind of like, you feel like, okay, this is the baseline. I'm not going to give in, but somehow you felt that, okay, maybe I should give in a little bit. Have you ever felt that in negotiation, that kind of self-guilt? I have felt um, that like I should give in sometimes. Um, most times I'm pretty, pretty stubborn. And in, 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 in my negotiations, okay. I try to, to work for getting what it is that I'm actually desiring okay. to get. Give me, give us some tips about that. <laughs> That's the important comeback story. <laughs> what should yes. we learn from you? Tell us. Yes, it's, it's important that, that if you have something that you're trying to, to solve and trying to get done, that, that you don't compromise, that you make sure that, that you are, um, you can still be kind and trusting in the situation, but the whole important thing is, is that that you really you get what you want. You know, stand your ground, stand make your sure ground. that you're you're not allowing anybody to push you over because this is your deal. This is something. This is your project. This is something that you have in mind. Okay. Yeah. And we should not let emotions blind us, right? I agree. Yeah. You know, sometimes, I mean, for me, I feel that oh. You know, okay, let's not be so, um, you know, um, let's not be, you know, we just feel, I mean, I just feel that let's not be so dot, 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 let's just give in a little bit, 
you know, it, it, it sometimes business and personal kind of like get blurred. You know, in business, you are trying to guard um, your assets. You're trying to guard your business. You are going to make a deal for business. But yet, your certain um, personal upbringing will tell you that, hey, you know, you should always give first. Don't always ask. I think we have a problem. I mean, for myself, I have a problem with that. And I think probably in your situation, because you're trying to deal with this, this um, contractor, you just wanted to give when he asked, right? You just said, okay, you want, okay, I'm just going to give you 50%. You know, um, how are you recovering from that financial black hole? So I actually reported him to the authorities. I definitely reported him to the authorities. What it turned out, it turned out, Vicky, that he is a serial scam artist. And he ended up, I ended up later on seeing him on the news um, for saying that he'd been scamming people. So the, I reached out to the attorney general to mm. report him to, mm. to him. I even sued him in court, in small Tell claims court. Yeah. Tell us I about this, this this thing that um, your experience about chasing after him, going to the attorney general. It is it can wear your mental down. Tell us about this process. I think we have to it, hear from you. I was disappointed. You know, I was very disappointed that I had to go through all these different changes. You know, I, I thought this was a trusted business, another trusted business owner that um, could get my job done. So it was very disappointing. It was, it was a little, it was, I got upset. You know, I was very upset um, about losing my money and not getting my job done. You know, I still had to, had to get this job done. Yeah, it's double whammy, right? Yes. It's really, okay, tell, tell me the process about you going to sue him. So I went down to the court, filled out the paperwork, he didn't show up for court. He did get subpoenaed because I, I knew his address. Um, so um, he did get subpoenaed and he didn't show up for court. So I won the case, but I haven't gotten paid. I mean, I got the default judgment, but I you know, haven't gotten any money back from him. So what was the court's order at the end? To so pay court, you back plus damages or time taken plus distress? Anything? Yes, you. I got um, basically what I asked for. What I said yeah. that he owed me. That's what they said that he was. He that was what was due back to me. Um, so I I really learned. You know, the project did get finished. You know, I, I had to get this these these apartments fixed. So I'm grateful. I, I ended up hiring another contractor to get the work done. Yeah, I'm glad that it turned out well. But how long did this process of legal kind of wrangling take? You know, to and fro, it, it, it is kind of um, a lot of trouble going through that, right? It was. It was a. It, it was a few months process, and by then I had moved from St. Louis to Dallas, and so I had to fly back to St. Louis for court. And, um, you know, I had to be there for court and everything like that. So this was probably a three-month, four-month process um, of me suing him, you know, going down to the courts, make sure I get the right paperwork, seeing if I needed a lawyer, could I, could I, could I rep represent myself? 
it was it was just a lot of drama but it took me about yeah. three months about three months to uh get this process done in court right because i come from singapore we hate to go to the court it's like we usually just mediate or we just um pinch ourselves and say that hey it was a bad lesson learned if you are just paying for a lesson in life you know and we get over it we try to bite the bullet and and you know we try not to get into that kind of legal wrangling because it can wear your mental down and there's so much of bureaucracy going to the court and that's time and time and effort is money now now tell us how does this process in the u.s work is it expensive and, the, and how is the process like it wasn't very expensive i probably the the court fees were probably like a hundred dollars i had to pay for um the court to to take the case and then i had to pay for a sheriff to serve him so i think that was like a maybe 30 dollar fee or so so it was about a hundred or so dollars to to uh to file the the court case wow it's something unheard of in this part of the world because for us everything is just money 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 you know getting getting it um getting a lawyer to get the paperwork is thousands of dollars and going to the court to have the lawyer represent you is another like thousands of dollars and then it's going to take a lot of paper etc i mean back where you are um it is a system that do protect the ordinary people am i right to say that you are right to say that small claims court did protect me uh from the contractor um like i said i haven't gotten paid but i did get the default judgment so yeah. the judge did rule in my favor yeah so how long will he um how long did the court rule that he must like um you know give you the money well honestly the next step for me is to to try to figure out you know a bank you know try to find out a bank that he he has or or some kind of uh asset that i could you know leverage for my benefit and um to, to do some kind of wage garnishment so now the ball is actually in my court now to try to figure out you know how to get money out of them but i don't think that i will so i never did i didn't even seek that i that, see um, that so, there, I, so there are actually two steps to it one is that you have won it you have won it but number two the onus is on you now to get money from him the court doesn't really care am i right to say no. that you're okay. right to say that and and he does have a record right he does he does and, like i said the attorney yeah. general stepped in and he got and they got into the into involved and um i did speak to a detective with the attorney general and um he the attorney general even asked you know what would you want done you know what would you like to have as your um you know if you could if you could have something back from him obviously i want my money back you know yeah, i would love to have my money cash back. Exactly, but I knew that he had a lot of vehicles too because I'd been to his house. So I was like, "Well, if if I can't get my cash back, you can, he can, he can give me one can of get his a cars." cars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so at um, so how long will this other step take for you to um, kind of claim the assets from him? Vicky, I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not even pursuing oh. it. This. The court, the wow. court date was the court happened. Court date happened last year in August, 
I haven't yeah. even pursued it because it's just I, I feel like it's a dead end yeah how do you feel I mean it's like like it, it must be a struggle number one you're either gonna go through that process of trying to claim some assets which is gonna wear you down further right it's gonna you're gonna compromise your time right and traveling and all this and number two like hey I think I'm just gonna like let him go how does, That's it, how what does, I did. How does it feel it feels it, it makes me mad you know it makes me mad it makes Come me on, upset that is the highlight of your story <laughs> it's disappointing you know because yeah. you know this is my money my hard-earned yeah. money it's money that somebody just trusted me with and then i lost it so yeah. i was i was upset you know you i was upset with myself yeah i was up, really upset with myself because I honestly told him, I said, hey, this is not really the way I do business. So I actually went against the way that I usually do business. Yeah. And so it upset me that I chose to go to not listen to my first mind and go ahead and not give him the money. You know, it, it, it upset me and disappointed me that I didn't, didn't go with my first mind, um, which was to not the do the deal the way I actually do it, did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think that emotional part about self-blame, um, I think it's something that we all have to get over when we get into a bad deal. I mean, personal deal, uh, business deal, um, getting into a bad relationship or getting into a bad judgment. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's something that um, we, we all have to learn to cope with. But how are you, how are you feeling now? Oh, I feel great now. I've, I've sold the property. It's not oh, even wow. an issue. It's not. <laughs> thank you. So it's not even an issue anymore. I, oh, I you know, is, I let yeah. it go. So and yeah. so my so mind that's is a gone. great it's, comeback story. Yeah. So, so you, my mind you is free and clear. it done up. You sold it, and then you made some profit out of it, right? Yes. So that is so that is like uh, water below the bridge. You know that that's washed over. Wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I just want to know, like, even for you to um uh, to to complete your story beautifully, and congratulations for having um a successful deal in selling it. Um, Thank you. That now that your deal is done, are you going to go to China to teach English? So I decided to, to not go to China to teach English yeah. because my mother here in Dallas, Texas is ill. And oh. so I, ha I had to come here and make sure I take care of her and make sure that she's taken care of. So yeah. I had to put, put my little dream and um, my Don't pursuit, worry. pursuit post of happiness. Yeah, that's safer, yeah. post-pandemic. It worked. Everything worked out, you know, because the pandemic started. I would have been over there when the pandemic started. So everything worked out in yeah. perfect, divine um, God, intuition. God kind of helped you back. And you are able to, at the end, you won the battle because you're able to make the money back, you know. And that little episode was really to prolong the time so that you're held back home now. Yes. Thank you so much, um, Francia. Is there the final 30 seconds you want to say um, about your story, about anything, and also about um, the end of 2020 going to 2021? Well, I just want everyone to be safe out there and wear your mask while you're out. 
<laughs> for sure um, to, to stay healthy. But I want you to go and follow me on my social media. Um, my, my brand is B, B-E, then and us, L-L-C. And um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. My Twitter name is Miss Frenchie06, M-S-F-R-E-N-C-H. Just give me all the links below. <laughs> okay, yes. And so um, I'm just grateful for you. And um, tune in to my podcast, yes. a news you can use podcast. And um, you'll hear some great stories and testimonies on there. And I'm just grateful to be on Talk About Life. And I just want to encourage you to trust your intuition. When your gut says to do something, do it. Listen. Wow. Thank you so much. And that's empowerment. Thank you so much, Frenchette. Um, we'll keep in touch. And hopefully, um, we can check out on each other um, again in 2021 with even a greater story. Wonderful. So all the best to you. A very Merry Christmas, whatever's left, and a good leap into a better year, 2021, Friendship and all of humanity. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and all the love from warm tropical country of Singapore. See you soon. Thank you. See you Bye. soon. Thank you for Bye your now. story. Bye.